This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. We're here with Wharton Marketing Professor Ron Berman and Pablo Hernandez, who is a professor of economics from NYU Abu Dhabi. They're here to talk about their paper, which is all about the burn rate of startups. Welcome. Thank you, Deborah. Well, first of all, can you set the scene for us? What is your paper all about? So um, what our paper looks at is how uh, the burn rate of startups influences the chances of a startup to go bankrupt. And burn rate, which is more of an industry term, is um, how much money does a startup spend every month per employee. So for example, is if a company spends $300,000 every month and they have five employees, the burn rate would be $60,000 per employee. And it's a number typically the industry uses to compare different companies and see which ones are, are burning too much or too little money. Yeah, I wanted to add to that the, uh, that it's a very simple metric because you just have an amount of money divided by the number of people there. You don't go into the details of where do you spend the money. And how, why is that important to a startup? So there are two reasons why burn rates are interesting uh, and important for a startup to look at. The first thing is that startups typically operate on investors' money, and they want to make sure they don't run out of money until the next time they can fundraise. So they want to make sure they don't burn too much money too quickly. And the other reason is that investors from their side are trying to figure out which startups are operating efficiently but also more successfully. And because the startups are very different types of businesses, the only apples-to-apples comparison is typically how much money they can make or they can spend. And the burn rate, as Pablo said, is a great metric for that. So what are your paper's key takeaways? So the key takeaways, uh, Deb, are there are quite a few, but... I think that the most important one is that we allow or we give, to be more precise, a, um, a notion that if you spend too much or too little, the companies are more likely to, to fail. There is a balance burn rate. Um, on, in addition, we also look at the, how the entrepreneurial characteristics, in particular human capital, are related to this sound decision-making, this balanced uh, um, burn rate. And we find, actually, that, that one dimension of human capital, which is um, education, is positively related to, to a balanced burn rate and, and hence, uh, lower chances of failure. So, so just to give an example, um, we find that more education actually reduces uh, the chances that a, a startup will fail. And another interesting uh, takeaway that we find is that um, something we call confidence or optimism of an entrepreneur actually helps the startup a little bit. Um, and this is a unique part of our research. What conclusions, if any, surprised you? So actually, let me first start with what is not surprising in our findings. Um, A very well-known result is that if companies burn too much money, they're probably going to fail, and that makes sense. If if you're overspending and if you're uh, spending lavishly on things the company doesn't need, they might go bankrupt. The uh, surprising result was that actually underspending money, spending too little, also increases the chances of failure of a company. Uh, We have a few conjectures why that happens, but this is one surprising result. Um, 
A second surprising result is that a lot of past research has looked at what's called human capital, as Pablo mentioned. And typically, human capital used to be um, two things, experience and education. We find almost no effect for experience. Um, adding a lot of experience to entrepreneurs doesn't make the companies fail less, but we find quite a big effect uh, for education. Uh, so there is a big gap between failure of, let's say, someone with a bachelor's degree versus someone with a, a high school diploma or someone with a master's degree versus someone with a bachelor's degree. Actually, that effect is significant. If we look at entrepreneurs with a bachelor's degree versus a, an entrepreneur with a high school diploma, the, there is a 5% more chances than that the bachelor's degree, the entrepreneur with a bachelor's degree, uh, succeeds or doesn't fail than the other entrepreneur. And although so 5% might seem small, this is um, like entrepreneurship, right? So the data is very noisy, etc. It is a big effect. It is a big, is a big effect just from the difference between entrepreneurs with a high school diploma to entrepreneurs with a bachelor's degree. So what are some practical implications of your findings? How can people use this information to help them? So the practical implications, again, that you can look at them from the perspective of the investors and the perspective of the entrepreneur. From the investor's per perspective is that given that investors are exposed to uh, sometimes a large uh, range of companies, they can estimate how, how an individual, a given company, is spending with respect to the others. And they can assess whether the expenditures are balanced or not. Uh, for entrepreneurs, uh, it might work uh, in a similar way for entrepreneurs. They can go and look at the benchmarks, uh, the industry benchmarks, and see whether they are too different, too much or too little. Uh, they are spending too much or too little compared to what the industry is doing on average. And then given these numbers, for example, investors can say, I need to look at a portfolio of 50 companies. I cannot give attention to all of them but I can uh, kind of signal out the ones which are very extreme, too little or too much, and maybe look into them and see whether they have problems. And entrepreneurs, on the other hand, entrepreneurs are typically unsure of how much to spend. I don't know if I should spend more or less. I don't know what the competition is doing, et cetera. If you take those numbers, uh, this metric is very simple to look at, and you can say, uh, how close am I uh, to what the market is doing? And if I'm different, it doesn't mean it's bad, but I need to have a good explanation for why it's bad. I need to have a good reasoning. So this is the practical implication. So what sets your research apart from other work in this area? So there are a few aspects uh, which make our research unique. Uh, the first one is the data source that we're using. Um, this is confidential data that we received from the Kaufman Foundation, uh, which collected uh, for uh, seven years between 2004 and 2011, um, a long survey about a representative sample of companies that was founded in the US. It's uh, over 3,000 companies. Um, and they asked them to give information about employees and about other things. Um, and we're one of the only researchers that uh, have used this uh, data in this approach. Yeah. Another, another um, important departure from previous literature is that even though the burn rate is, is, is a term that, that is used widely in the industry, uh, there is surprisingly little, little research, at least to our knowledge, on that important metric. And we go to the, to the exact, exact core of that. And, and the final thing is that the research looks at the dynamics of the company. A lot of research just says 
This is the companies that started, and we see how many failed. For us, we're trying to see what is the chances of failure next year, and another year, and another year, which allows us to um, filter out a lot of causes. For example, in our data, we have 2008, the economic crisis. Of course, more companies were failed during the economic crisis, but we're able to filter that out and say, what is the effect of the burn rate above that? Um, and this gives us, uh, statist in statistical language, it gives us more power, mm -hmm. but we can say better what is going on with those companies. So how will you follow up this research? We have two major points. Um, the first one is um, try to see whether our results are robust. So we are currently uh, trying, to, trying to find the same effects or looking for the same effects on a data set that's provided by the government and that is research in progress. And the other thing is uh, what we were talking about or we mentioned earlier, uh, the, the mechanism. So what's, what's driving this, this balance or unbalanced uh, burn rate? And, and I think, well, if you can. If yeah, you want so, so and we have a theory. So again, as I said, the, the interesting or the surprising result is that spending too little is bad and spending too much is too bad. Like both sides are too bad and you want to stay kind of in this optimal center there. And the question is, why do you get those extremes? Um, and our current conjecture is that um, a lot of it comes from the fact entrepreneurs are unable to predict um, demand in the future and competition in the future. As a result, they need to plan today for what will happen. Um, and sometimes they overplan, like the overbuilt capacity, which just cost them a lot of money. So this is spending too much. And sometimes they underplan. And when they uh, build too little and there's a lot of demand in the market, they're unable to supply and make the money they could have. Um, and as a result, other companies are raising the funding. And for this entrepreneur, he has other opportunities and they just decide to close the business. Um, so this is our current uh, kind of working theory. Um, and our next steps are basically to validate that, both using the data and using a theory model that will try to explain that. Actually, Ron mentioned a very important point that is fundamental, yeah. which is the opportunity cost, that I, we think has a lot to do with this uh, surprising result that spending too little may lead to failure. Because the entrepreneur might say, okay, I'm making money, I'm not losing money, but I'm spending so much time, I have a, probably a lot of education, a lot of connections, I might use that in another business. And that is something that we conjecture is at the core of our, of our result. Great. Well, that's it for now. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.